The Afterpod is made possible by Blackline and U.S. Bank. Sometimes the doorway to the CFO office is found in unexpected places, such as the case with seven-time CFO Bill Korn, who is today CFO of MTBC. Back in the 1990s, Bill's springboard into the CFO office achieved liftoff from one of the 1990s most historic turnarounds. It's a singular CFO tale. There can't be another like it. Here's Bill. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll highlight three things that uh, that were sort of milestones along the way. Uh, I'd say maybe the uh, the first one was getting my MBA from Harvard, and uh, yeah, I did this uh, you know very early in the career, uh, right after uh, after graduating from uh, from college, and I knew I was interested in business. Uh, I wasn't sure exactly which uh, which aspects of business, uh, and and Harvard Business School was really a uh, a great opportunity because. Uh, you know, for those who've never been there, uh, you analyze three different companies with uh, with three different case studies on three different problems every single day. So you get to be an expert in three industries a day. You know, 15 brand new situations every single week. Uh, and they really, even though there are courses in finance and marketing and production, they really try to focus on the uh, on the big picture and the interdisciplinary effects of things. So you might be in a finance case. But you're talking about the impact on the people, or you're talking about a marketing case, and and you know how does that impact production? And you know, so not only are you are you learning about and thinking about these things, uh, I think the most valuable part of the school is, is you're sitting there in a room with 80 other people who've had 80 different sets of experiences and bring 80 different perspectives to uh, to life. Uh, and the pers- uh, the professor's role in the classroom is, is is really very different than a typical college classroom. Uh, the professor starts off and says. You know, good morning, Jack. Okay, if you were CEO of, uh, of General Motors in this situation, what would you do? Tell us for about 15 minutes what uh, you know. What, what would be your plan of attack? Do you really get to hear people on the spot talking about things based on their experiences and uh, you know, and, and commenting and uh, questioning each other? So it was, you know, it was really a great, uh, a great sort of framework to uh, to think about a, a role in in business. Uh-huh. I left Harvard. Uh, many of my peers went into consulting or investment banking. I was actually more interested in a company that was going to do something, you know, make uh, make a product, make a uh, make a service uh, where I could be there and have a, a real impact. Uh, I worked in a, a small semiconductor firm, and uh, and then a couple of years out, I joined IBM. spent uh, spent 10 years there, and I guess I'd say that was sort of the you know, the, the second key career milestone. Uh, I spent 10 years at IBM. Uh, this was in the uh, in the 80s. Uh, the company was losing money, you know, in the sort of the order of billions of, uh, of dollars, and trying to figure out how to how to get their way in the world. And uh, was in an interesting situation where we were really trying to help the company find its way back to uh, to the past and and help salespeople stop talking about the technical products, uh, technical features of the products, and really help customers solve business problems. Because at the end of the day, the way you sell more computers isn't explaining why your machine is 5% better than Hewlett Packard's. It's by explaining, here's how I can make your salespeople more efficient, here's how I can improve your operation. 
I understand your business. I'm going to solve your problems. Oh, and by the way, I happen to have some hardware and software to go along with that. Uh, so that morphed into a consulting business. I actually was, became one of the uh, the founders of what was called IBM Consulting Group. Uh, so everybody's heard of Boston Consulting Group. Uh, no one ever knew that it was an IBM Consulting Group, but we, you know, we were actually doing that for a uh, for a little while. Uh, and then Lou Gerstner came in as CEO. And again, this was this was a time where IBM was going through a lot of transition. Uh, Lou was a uh, was a, was not a member of the. Uh, the firm before he was outsider to the industry, uh, but he came in sort of with a perspective of, of I'm like a customer. I'm gonna I'm gonna really help this company turn around. And the first thing he did was to fire his whole corporate strategy team and say I want new people in here to help me think about the strategy. So about a week after Lou joined, I got a call saying, Bill, how would you like to get a slightly different consulting role instead of being you know helping clients? You know now you're gonna move to Armonk. You and 10 people will have a really little project. You know, you just have to spend a year figuring out, do we keep IBM as one company or do we break it up? And if we keep it as one company, what are we? Are we a hardware company that happens to have some services? Or are we a services and solutions company that happens to build some boxes? So, you know, that was, to me was a, a great experience. Uh, I would say the, uh, at the end of the day, there were, there were lots of people lobbying that IBM was too big to manage. We concluded that, that if we broke it up, we'd wind up with five little IBMs that would compete with each other, that would drive out the profits, and you wouldn't have much of a business left. But if you kept it together, what could we do different than anybody else and do better than anyone else? And the answer was know the customer's problems, solve his problems worldwide, and say, look, you could buy this from this company, you could buy a mini computer over here. You know, I deal with you, Mr. Customer, in 137 countries. You know, I know your business. I can solve your problems worldwide. Trust me. And so, you know, focusing on the solution, focusing on the uh, on the customer, was the way to do things. Even if it meant that sometimes your solution involved somebody else's hardware or somebody else's software. And uh, to lose credit, he went along with that strategy. And I think IBM did uh, did very nicely under uh, under that uh, under that regimen. Uh, Lou was also one of the first to uh, to really see. The power of the internet, and I'd, I'd love to say that myself or the other guys on the corporate strategy team steered us there. But the reality it was actually Lou Gerstner himself who said, "You know, we're we're going to do this, and we we ought to major in it." And, and that sort of then led me into uh, to working with folks, building a joint venture between IBM and 19 financial institutions to build e-banking, and and that sort of led me then to my. My third milestone in the, uh, and I was CFO of this e-banking e e venture, but you know, the, the, one of the things that really helped prepare me for for future CFO life was really the board dynamics in this uh, in this company, because we formed a uh, a business that was owned five percent by IBM and five percent each by 19 financial institutions, so 20 owners, each of whom had a board seat, plus the CEO, so 21 official members of the board. Uh, I got to go to every board meeting as the uh, as the CFO, and the the board members from the uh, from the banks were usually either the EVP of retail or the CIO. So pretty powerful folks from 19 of the largest banks in North America. And every two months we had a board meeting in somebody else's boardroom, and I really got to see the board dynamics and the things that were interesting to the to the head of uh, Nations Bank or the head of B of A and. and you know, some of those things had to do with the e-banking stuff we were building, but 
some of the more interesting discussions were, you know, gee, maybe nations and B of A should get together. And, you know, next meeting, we all of a sudden had one less uh, owner because the two of them had merged. So I really got a, uh, got a chance on sort of the, uh, the inside track to see how boards work uh, and, and how the things that you're working on on a day-to-day basis in the company are important. But some of the things that really matter aren't so visible on a, uh, on a day-to-day level. And you know, to me, that uh, I've, I've been involved on, uh, on boards of directors for the last uh, 15 years, and, and having that perspective, I think, gives me a lot better focus when I'm thinking about the uh, the day-to-day job.